Red button activated. <laughs> Red button activated indeed. Okay, so welcome to the Homespun Yak. Uh, today we have a guest. Kyle, do you want to introduce him? Yes, this is longtime friend in real life and friend of the podcast, Nick Amadeo. Nick, welcome. Thanks, Kyle. It's a pleasure to be here today. I'm hoping uh, we don't run into any more technical difficulties. Well, that's, uh, that's always to be expected uh, before the show starts, at least on my end. Such is technology. Yeah. Well, when you use a computer that's, you know, 10 plus years old, you, you, can, <laughs> you can pretty well be sure that there will be errors, but uh, we're glad to, that it's working so far anyway and uh, that you could join us today on this beautiful Sunday. I'm excited to be here. Sunday morning or afternoon, if you yeah, will. Yeah, but actually it's going to be Monday for all you listeners. Um, so who are you? Man. <laughs> Come in. All right. So uh, I am uh, a human being, first of all, uh, of this planet, Earth. So you want us to believe Um that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've been pulling off a ruse for the past 28 years now, so see how long we can the keep jig this is thing out. running before I get... <laughs> Beam me up. I need to get off of this planet. They caught me on the podcast today. Um, yeah, so just a, a, a general human, I guess. Yeah. I mean, what, what do you want to know? Wanna I, say, there's nothing I mean... really... What's your why? Outstanding. What's your big why? What's my yeah, why? What's your motivation, mm. your inspiration, your dreams, your goals, your ambitions, your history, your background, well, your friends, your enemies. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, Garth Brooks, number one, is uh, my biggest enemy. enemy okay. uh, yeah, him and I really... Uh, really for years now have have been combative and uh one of these days i will get you garth so <laughs> now where did this stem where did all that. this stem from nowhere it's completely made oh, up at okay. this point uh for the podcast i'm sorry listeners <laughs> it's not real just another one of my ruses um yeah so uh just to like speak a little bit about myself here um you know i've known kyle for what feels like an eternity, but probably somewhere around nine or 10 years now. Um, go way back. A very good and kind friend to me. Always have a lot of fun together. When I found out you guys were putting this podcast together, I immediately reached out and, you know, said, I need to be on this with you guys. I want to experience this. And uh, here I am. But uh, outside of that, you know, uh, just... Born and raised Long Island, New York. Moved down here with the family to North Carolina uh, when I was eight. Claimed this state as my own. Uh, and, you know, most other people recognize uh, North Carolina as my state uh, when they see me in the streets. Um, <laughs> you own North Carolina, but, uh, that's what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah. As, like, Fat Joe says, he runs New York. Uh, I, I run North Carolina. No, no. Uh, but yeah, just motivations really are to, uh, you know, 
live life to its fullest and, and try and, you know, enjoy every experience that I can and, uh, you know, inevitably, uh, acquire the funds to, to do that. Right. And just kind of work my way through it and figure it out as I go. There you go. What, what more can you say? How, how'd you guys meet? That's it. And uh, that's it for the, well, for the Nick, day, folks. That's your podcast. Well, Nick just asked, how, how did we meet? Yeah. So, do you remember our first meeting, Kyle? I think it was at uh, Shane and Stuart's house. Maybe early, maybe like the first summer home from college for me. At one, yeah, one of, yeah, probably like my senior year of high summer school, going into yeah. one of the infamous Fisher Fisher Bangers. House parties. Bangers. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I met I met you. Somebody was like, um, "Oh, I don't know if you've met Nick, but he's like just like Seth Rogen. <laughs> it sounds like him, looks like him. He's in the kitchen, and uh, I think that was my first." introduction and then everybody you know that we hung out with were mutual friends anyway so it just kind of all fell into place from there and then we had many adventurous shenanigans from then on out Uh, but also both nicks today are ecu uh diehards because they both went there that is correct i don't know if you guys crossed paths at ecu i'm sure you did some parties. <laughs> well, I'm sure, I'm sure we did, you know, and possibly even while you were, uh, there for one of the, the times you spent with us at, uh, in Greenville, North Carolina. So I'm sure we did come across each other. I know, you know, uh, if we did cross each other's paths, I was most likely, belligerent uh, <laughs> <laughs> or dead sober. So I, uh, strictly am not drinking. Hey, Nick Verhoeven, can you turn your mic up a bit? We're having trouble hearing you. How does that, how does that work? Is that it is not better for me. Is it better for you? <laughs> I, I'm not hearing anything from from Nick. So the technical difficulties continue. I, 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 we hear you better now. Much better now. Yeah, that one, that one was a lot better. Okay. Perfect. All right. All right, good. Cool. He's back. I was wondering if he was just being silent through this. Uh, <laughs> he's, or, been, he's been asking you questions the entire time, <laughs> and you've just been ignoring him. <laughs> I haven't heard a word. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how how long were you at ECU, Nick? Um, long enough to get a, a doctorate. Um, wow. No, no. Um, but I was there from two thousand and nine to uh 2015 not the entire time in school but um that was my stint in greenville north carolina yeah yeah i imagine i imagine we crossed paths at some point i just don't i don't i just don't recall yeah i'm pretty positive you guys did at a party here and there did uh nick did you ever go to uh josh wheelis's parties or uh god what's uh, jason do you 
Kyle, do you Jason Offord. Jason. Uh, oh yeah, I I had uh, I had the pleasure of going to one or two of those uh, parties out that way. Uh, first one I had been to was, uh, you know, as soon as I got there, I stepped out back and only to turn directly into Josh Wheelis blowing a uh, shotgun into my face. So um, started that uh, started that party off pretty well. So <laughs> that was from then on, I was like, well, this party is going smooth. <laughs> Only uphill from here. Exactly. Stepped out of the door, and first thing I see is a grown just man, a, a <laughs> grown man blowing just billows of of marijuana smoke into my face. <laughs> uh, but you went to class too, right? Or no? I mean, <laughs> is this a trick question? No, yeah. Uh, I mean, I did. Uh, I did go to class. Yeah, I attended class. Um, Greenville will get you. Was I? Uh, oh, it'll get you. It did. It yeah, did get me. Sure. I mean, I, I, uh, I definitely chose uh, the uh, party life uh, occasionally more so than than attending <laughs> class. Many do. Many do. Yeah, you know. Many temptations. It'll get you. The wild women, Mm -hmm. the good times, and the ripping and the tearing. How could you say no to that? (laughs) How could you? Oh, man. What did you study at ECU? Uh, um, Many things, right? So started out uh, in the engineering program, quickly found out that that's not what I wanted to continue (laughs) studying. Okay. Um, then jumped to information computer technology, then to history education, and then <laughs> hospitality management. And finally, zoology. <laughs> and finally, uh, dentistry. He's a well-rounded no. guy. Let's just say that. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. Clearly. He helped you out of a jam. You know, a man with many, many hats. <laughs> Master of none. But, but you know, jack of all yeah. trades, as they say. Yep, the wisdom of an so owl, what, the what, cunning of an eagle. This man is for the birds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what caused all, what caused all these changes? You just like lost interest in in different subjects, or gained interest in others, or what happened? Um, you know, sort of both, right? Uh, Lost interest or just kind of was like, you know what? I think that this is the direction I wanted to to take my, my like studying. Right. Yeah. And it, it was also in part to a lack of direction on my own. Right. Or uh, indecisiveness of like how I wanted to plot out my future, so to speak. And, um, you know, that just kind of drove me to say, let, let me just kind of throw myself into a bunch of different, uh, different classes and courses and, uh, majors and see which one fits well with how I want to proceed with my professional life. Yeah. That's kind of how undergrad ends up being. Usually yeah. people don't really have an exact idea of what they want to do. So they end up going a bunch of different directions. Yeah, most definitely. Um, 
I mean, I I wish I'm one of the people that wished uh, that I might have taken like a year to go to like a community college or something like that just to kind of figure it out before mm-hmm. jumping right into uh, going to like a four-year college just because it was, you know, one of those things where, as you, you know, heard, I'm, I switched up the major so many times and kind of, you know, prolonged the process. Yeah, Whereas, it's not a bad trait to have, though, to uh, to be interested in so many different things. Be a jack jack of jack, jack of trades, all trades, I guess I should say. You think that's that's something that's probably going to continue for the rest of your life, like being interested in all kinds of different areas of life. Yeah, I would I would definitely say so. Right, that's uh, that's something that has been kind of universal for myself throughout my life is just always having a a wide variety of interests and and things that i like to explore and and learn about you know and whether it be uh kind of stumbling across something that piques my interest or going out and finding something that that really uh intrigues me right like i know listening to the podcast has has driven some things for me to go throughout and uh go and like look for or research uh, certain topics or just, you know, in conversation with Kyle here, uh, I'll be like, well, man, I gotta, I gotta get out there and, and look that up and kind of learn more about this because it seems interesting. So it's definitely something that, that sticks with me and is going to be continuous throughout my life yeah i mean that's yeah that's uh that's the cool thing about podcasts is that there's one for literally any subject that you could ever imagine that you want to learn about and then there's some that just talk about whatever they want to talk about kind of like ours and um you know with youtube and so much information being out there online you can pretty much learn how to do so many different things. I mean, you can learn quantum physics online and you can learn how to build a, you know, build a desk um, from scratch online or whatever you want to do. It's at, it's at your fingertips, um, which is quantum physics <laughs> to building a, a desk. I mean, it's a, it's a, a broad it's, jump, but there's a lot the in way, between that you can find online <laughs> too. <laughs> Let's start with building the okay. desk and then okay. go to well, we'll start there first. first. <laughs> uh, so Nick, uh, Nick Verhoeven. Um. Oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how's Kwanzaa celebrations going? <laughs> Kwanzaa celebrations? <laughs> you celebrate that, go right? Go just fine. Yeah, of course I do. Who doesn't? <laughs> I know I do. Uh, I know every day is a great day to play with a dreidel. That's for sure. No, but I did see that you, speaking of building things, just built a computer from the ground up. Oh, yeah. Uh, How was that process and what inspired you to do it? Yeah, I I planned on on building this computer like six months ago because I decided to do a bunch of research. And I think we talked about it on the podcast a little bit about how uh, AMD was coming out with all kinds of different computer parts that were absolutely destroying the competition and keeping the prices relatively low. So 
uh, once Black Friday hit and Cyber Monday hit, I decided to buy all the computer parts that I've been saving up for for the last four or five, six months. And uh, then I got all the parts and over a two day process, I just decided to uh, put it all together, which was uh, a somewhat stressful situation. Uh, Nick, I don't know if you've ever put together a computer, but um, it it can be it can be incredibly incredibly stressful just because you have like you guys know about it, like the motherboard and whatnot like you, you have all these different plugins that go into it and if just one of those one tiny pin on one of the plugins breaks then the entire motherboard's essentially trash so oh yeah you have to spend hundreds of dollars to get a new one so yeah but it was my first build and really successful i was incredibly pumped that it, it worked out perfectly and uh all the research paid off and uh yeah now i get to have some fun and try and mod it some so that's we'll awesome what, we'll see what i, I wanted to ask you nick did did you build it for gaming reasons or just for you know your normal uh like desktop computer use yeah, I, so I do I do a ton of video editing, uh, so that was that was really the primary reason because my old desktop uh, that could handle pretty much every game on the market, and it could also handle I mean just regular like internet use and email and all that stuff. But yeah. when it came to uh, video editing, it was laboring substantially, so that's why I decided to to upgrade. Awesome. So how did that like affect your like picking the, the components or the pieces of the build? Uh, a lot, actually, uh, because I think, well, your question is actually a really good one. Was it for gaming or was it for just general desktop use? Uh, if you're going to be looking at a CPU, you have to know what you're going to be using it for, because certain CPUs are built for well, specifically gaming. So you'd want something like hyper threading or being able to overclock it and things of that nature, where it doesn't matter as much about the number of cores that the CPU has. But when it comes to video editing, uh, that's a situation where you do want to focus more on the, the core count as opposed to necessarily the clock or the, uh, the hyper threading and things of that nature. So I definitely focused it more towards that. But what's really great about AMD is their new line of CPUs is some is so good that it essentially destroys Intel in every category. So if that's gaming, if that's a workstation for editing, if that's, well, for anything else like 3D rendering. So it's uh, it was a pretty easy decision in terms of like which one I should go with. Hmm. Yeah, but turned out really well, and I'm pumped. I'm actually uh, that's that's what I'm using right now to 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 record this. Although I'm still having a few technical difficulties with my microphone and things like that, as as we noticed earlier. Yeah. As it goes with technology. Yeah. yeah, seriously. So the the real important question that I have about your build is: Do you have one of those like liquid hydraulic cooling systems on there? Because those have always been like crazy cool to me i'm like if you have one of those on your on your like custom built computer i'm like you're uh like a you're a physicist you're a scientist (laughs) well well i'm not a physicist uh but (laughs) (laughs) no i I didn't add a a 
a liquid cooling component this time. On my my previous computer, I, I do have a liquid cooler, but uh, this one has just a uh, plain air cooling, mainly because again, I did the research on it, and in terms of the uh, the cooling capacity of the air or the fan compared to the liquid cooling is only like a two degree difference. So it just wasn't worth going through that whole process. But yeah, I mean, some of those builds are absolutely insane. I, I can't imagine like some guys are so meticulous about creating the correct piping that goes along the entire motherboard and they make sure that it's all sealed tightly and that they've got a particular liquid in there. And it's, it's crazy. I mean, I don't think I'll ever get to quite to that level. Yeah, I mean those guys are nerds, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, totally I'm just are. kidding. I'm sorry. You're, I don't believe that statement. <laughs> hey, I would have no problem being called a nerd. That would be no <laughs> issue whatsoever. <laughs> um, speaking of nerds, uh, Xbox Series X it was just announced. Uh, I don't know. What are your impressions of it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I I uh, I happen to walk in the. Microsoft store at our local mm. mall um, the other day. And I was just talking to the guy in there about, you know, when are, when's the new console going to come out? And he was like, they literally just announced like a couple hours ago that yeah. there's a new, and he really couldn't tell me a ton about it because there wasn't a lot of spec information available to him yeah. yet, but um, basically all he said was, he's like, you know, the Xbox One, I guess the S is the highest powered one currently. Uh, X. X. He's like, you know, the Xbox One X, right? And I was like, yeah, it's the, it's the most powerful one currently. And he's like, it's going to be better than that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, my mind is and he's like and guess what it's also going to be better than the ps5 and i was like whoa man i'm sold can i pre-order one now um, sign me up and the best part about it by the design is that you can not only uh play your video games you could also store your uh frosty mountain dews in there for when you're boning noobs on call of duty my code red's getting warm stick that baby in there better shove it in this refrigerator shape xbox console <laughs> i mean it's a strange shape that's for sure but um oh, i don't yeah. know i don't know enough to really have an opinion i mean i'm when i heard the announcement i was kind of excited because i don't have an xbox one currently and i was like on the fence about getting one because i was like well it's about the time now when they might announce something new coming yeah. out you know within a year or so might as well just wait for right. that but I don't know. What do you What do you think? I mean, I think you've probably looked into it a little bit more than me or your local Microsoft rep. <laughs> yeah, I've looked into it some. Uh, the some previously Microsoft has used, and I think uh, PlayStation has used the same thing. Uh, for Sony, has used the same thing. They've used AMD hardware, which is what I was just talking about. Uh, so they use the, in their previous. Xboxes they use the Jaguar architecture, so it's an older architecture now. But uh, they've 
just been kind of expanding on that. So the Xbox One, the original Xbox One, so not God, it's so freaking confusing the 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 different names that they have. The they have the original Xbox that we all played Halo and Halo Two on. Then they've got the 360. Then they've got the Xbox One, which makes no sense. Then they've <laughs> got the Xbox One X, and now they they're like, hey, why don't we just add to the confusion and call this the Series X? So <laughs> the the Xbox One has uh has the original jaguar architecture from amd and that has eight gigabytes of ddr4 ram so it's it's pretty quick but by today's standards it's certainly fallen behind and then they stepped it up with the xbox one x which has 12 gigabytes of ddr4 ram but uh in that model obviously you get just greater power i think they usually measure power in teraflops that's that's kind of the broad term that they use so that was substantially more powerful than the ps4 pro and then now what they're going to be doing is what they believe they're going to be doing is potentially switching to uh the new ryzen series which is the actually my name on the 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 podcast platform is ryzen uh so the Ryzen series is what they just came out with, what AMD just came out with. So the speculation is that they're going to be increasing the core count, and which is really fantastic because that's going to actually allow PC gaming because PC gaming is is restrained by console gaming. Uh, so if the consoles start focusing more on increasing their core count from something like a quad core to like a six core or an eight core processor, which they think what they're going to do is go for an eight core processor, which would be something like a Ryzen 7 3800X, which is the, it's a pretty high end AMD CPU. And what that's really going to allow game developers to do is put a massive amount of effort and really move leaps and bounds above what they're limited to right now with the Jaguar architecture. And I don't know if you guys got to see some of the, the, the trailers that they released. Uh, there's a particular, I, th- I think it's called like Hellblade two or something like that with, with this woman, this like Celtic woman. I don't know if you guys saw that. I did uh, not, but yeah, if, yeah, neither did I, I didn't see that. Yeah, if, if if anybody wants to see kind of the raw graphical power of what this is, like what's possible based off of this uh, architecture, you should check out that uh, video. Just type in trailer Hellblade 2 or something along those lines. And um, you'll see that it's just, it's really impressive. Like the, the textures and and just how expressive this person is. Um, so it's, it's definitely exciting. Uh, but you know, a lot of specs haven't been released yet, so we'll, we'll see where things end up. Will it make me any better at FIFA? Uh, actually, probably (laughs) to to (laughs) be completely honest, uh, mainly because they're bragging about increasing the frames per second. So now the feedback that you're getting from, what you're seeing to what your mind can actually uh, respond to is going to be much faster because initially, well, like for Halo or for Call of Duty or anything, um, the limitation was, I think, like 60 frames per second, which is pretty good. But now they're going to be increasing up to 120 and they even teased that they might be able to move it up to even higher than that, like 240 frames per second. So in that regard, yeah, it will actually make basically every game better. 
That is awesome. I did see a trailer with FIFA and Halo, um, what it could potentially look like. And it was just pretty, I mean, leaps and bounds above what I've seen on other consoles currently. Yeah. What'd you think of that trailer actually? Uh, It was cool. I I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean... They had that whole like quote at the beginning. Oh yes, yes. Like the, I thought uh, the, the 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 darkness and it was kind of like the the light was starting to spread over yeah. it. I thought it was pretty yeah, neat. that was a really great great commercial to sort of introduce it. Um, so I don't know. I'm sure it'll be like five hundred to eight hundred bucks initially. I mean, depending upon what package yeah. you, you get. Yeah, I think uh, the fact that they're calling it Series X, I have a strong feeling that they're going to uh, have multiple different uh, architectures that they're going to release for for people. Yeah, yeah, that's a dead giveaway for that type of thing. Yeah, exactly. So you play you play FIFA, Nick? Yeah, I play I uh, play FIFA. I've been playing a lot of Madden, trying to get the uh, the online record to 500 right now in Madden, and it is a frustrating process. <laughs> is it really? I'm sure there's oh, yeah. a lot of really good players, especially for the sports games. Now, oh, Nick, yeah. you there's there's people that dedicate their lives to that <laughs> game. You, you only play with the Jets when you play Madden. That's your team, right? So uh, I'm strictly a Panthers, okay. uh, strictly a Panthers player. I'm a closet Jets <laughs> fan, and uh, I appreciate you for exposing that to the world now. <laughs> they had a good showing against the Ravens. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good gracious. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, um, yeah, you know, you, you, when you looked at it and you saw that they, they picked up Le'Veon Bell and you know, the, the, the team that they kind of pieced together there, you thought maybe they got a chance and then <laughs> he just didn't uh, want to play anymore. Out, <laughs> you find out Darnold's making out with a, a six and a dive bar and he gets mono and, <laughs> and then the season's ruined. So, <laughs> so, uh, strictly, uh, strictly Panthers. Uh, that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm at least shouting to the world right Very now. Nice. So, even though their season is shot ended. Are you shouting loudly or kind of quietly? <laughs> I'm screaming right uh, now. Can't you hear? It's, can you not hear how loud this is? No. Um, I got to tell you guys, this is uh, this is good radio to just have me shouting about the Panthers into a into a microphone. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, it's softly. Whispering. But Madden. Um, that's your favorite game at the moment. Yeah, for the time being, it is. Uh, it is Madden. Uh, that's where I spend most of my time. I just got the uh, the new Star Wars game, Jedi Fallen, oh, and yeah. uh, that's been taking some of the time away. Fallen from, Order, from excuse me. me. Oh, Fallen Order, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Fallen Order. Is uh, an awesome game, actually, really fun. I've always been a fan of the uh, the actual Star Wars games where you get to be a Jedi because that is uh, a long-time goal of mine is to use the Force to to do whatever I want. Well, so, if you just keep believing in yourself, it'll happen. I mean, I keep trying from day to day. I'll, I'll, I'll attempt or 
I'll attempt to experiment with the force here and there. And so far, nothing. The trials have been unsuccessful, but one of these days, I'm sure it'll, it'll, it'll work itself out. Maybe Santa can bring you that for Christmas. It's on the list. But speaking of uh, football, got a sort of a breaking news story in uh, the Premier League. Um, okay. So there's a player for Arsenal called Mesut Ozil, who um, plays for Germany as well. He won the World uh-huh. Cup um, in 2010 with them. Played for Real Madrid, won a Champions League with them, and then Arsenal bought him. And ever since, you know, since his like second or third season, he's been kind of a bust um, through injuries and just really lack of effort on and off the pitch. Um, but he gets paid, you know, roughly two hundred and fifty to three hundred thousand pounds a week, um, which a lot of people are saying that's kind of stalling their ability to sign better players. And, you know, nobody is going to pick him up and kind of still pay him that wage. So he's like, I'll just ride this out as long as I can. But anyway, he posted something on social media, like I think it was yesterday or it might've been two days ago. And um, he is, a Muslim and he posted something about um, how China is mistreating um, Muslims in a certain part of the country. And basically they're like putting them in, he, he accused them of putting them in jail and silencing scholars and basically discriminating and using violence against this local Muslim population. And he's like, more Muslims need to speak out on this. And uh, Arsenal immediately was like, this is not how we feel. Like, this is this is him. And they came out really quickly. And I was kind of like, huh, that's interesting that, you know, obviously it's like a political statement, religious statement. But they were like, whoa, like this is not our views. Like he's he's allowed to say what he wants, but this is, we are distancing ourselves from this. And I come to find out today, this morning, they played Manchester City um, and got waxed. But um, that's a big game historically. These are two of the biggest teams in England. Um, and it was certainly the biggest game of the weekend for the Premier League. But China announced like a couple hours before the game was set to air live. They're like, we are not showing this in China at all because of what he said. And I think that's why Arsenal as a club was like, well, we didn't say this. Like he said it. And and it's sim. it reminded me of the NBA situation. Yeah, right. Because there's more people who watch the Premier League in China than there are in England. And that's just because the population is so big, but I mean, everybody in England watches Premier League and almost in the U.S. now so many people too. But China is just another massive market for that um, network. And if they continue to boycott Arsenal and there's there's all these financial implications. But I thought it was interesting that that happened all so quickly off of a Instagram post. And so now Arsenal, they're already fed up with this guy. And now (laughs) 
he does this. And I mean, obviously they didn't expect them to do that, but it's even more of an incentive for them to be like, I mean, what are we doing with this guy? You know, I mean, he's definitely been bold in in saying that if it's true, then, you know, that's, it's good for him to say that and stand up for that. But there's a dilemma there, I think. You think that they're going to cut him? I think if they could, they would. Um, I just don't think any other team really wants him because they were actually before this is more interesting. They were trying to sell him to a Chinese club (laughs) because China's like trying to develop the super league and they'll buy anybody for crazy money. And uh, now I I can't see that happening at all. And I can't see another top tier team spending any money on him based on his, his performances, but he's the highest paid player at Arsenal and they're just uh, in kind of a crisis mode right now. Hmm. How long are the contracts usually for football? Um, It just depends. I mean, I can't remember the length of his, but you know, four to five years, I think is probably the max. Um, And then they'll reassess. Um, at that time, because there's so many younger players coming through and soccer, if you're like 30, that's considered old now. Yeah. So, so I don't know. They're definitely more inclined to s- spend large sums of money to acquire players now, but I don't really know the longevity of contracts. I don't know. That's certainly changing now too. Maybe uh, one of these MLS teams will pick him up. Maybe. I think that's maybe his best bet to at least keep making a good amount of money, you know, because if he went somewhere else, they're going to be like, dude, we're cutting your wages so low because you just, you've not proved that you deserve that kind of money anymore. And he doesn't want to do that. I, I mean, so. Yeah, we'll probably have to cut him back to only 50000 a week. Oh, outrageous. That would be, be hard. I don't think he could I live off detrimental. that. <laughs> Quality of life would just go way yeah. down for this poor guy. I think he just married know? Miss Turkey as well, so he's he's mm-hmm. struggling, really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, this is the part of the podcast where we are uh, setting up a GoFundMe for Ozil. <laughs> and uh, if you, you know, if this conversation has moved you, please uh, go to our GoFundMe and please donate. Anything will help this millionaire. <laughs> that's that's a good point. If you've been donating for the Amazon rainforest, please stop. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> we please channel those those uh, yeah. those funds towards Ozil. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I just thought that was a interesting development in the world of soccer and China. China. <laughs> I got to say, you know, uh, you know, persecuting uh, somebody for their religious beliefs and things like that really does not sound like China to me at all. I mean, uh, this is unheard of news. <laughs> I was just so out of character for those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was shocked to hear that. Yeah, I know. Communist government mistreating people. That's <laughs> that's really misheard of or unheard yeah, of. It's 
it's kind of a uh, it's kind of comical how the United <laughs> the United States whenever there's like a smaller country that's like persecuting or has WMDs or something along those lines, the United States is like, fuck it, we're going in. We just take over the country, do whatever we want. But now that it's China, like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Hold up now, guys. <laughs> Let's think about this. You know, maybe we can start some economic sanctions or, you know, something along those lines. I know. I know. It's all about the money. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. all about the money. Although, admittedly, I wouldn't want to fuck with China either. No, no. I was talking to someone actually about China, and uh, you know, like here we have, you know, the Senate, the House of Representatives. We've got local yeah. government representatives who are different parties, and um, you have a vote to elect your representatives here, and in China. I'm just curious, like, is it just, <laughs> it's just what, it's just like they have something like a parliament, but everybody's on communist party. Yeah. So they're just like, uh, is there any sort of disagreement going on within government there? Like debating, like, we should do this policy. No, this is why we should do this policy. And, or is it all just like, we're doing this. It's unanimous. We're moving forward. And like one, I mean, one way that's like, you know, you do move forward much quicker on certain things, but at the end of it, but on the other side of it, you know, you just don't have any checks and balances and you're able to get away with a lot more shady, uh, activities, I guess. So that's why they're always like progressing so quickly and, they're like, we don't care if it's unethical. Like, we're going to be the first to do it, and we're going to like do it. We're going to do it better than you, and we're going to make a lot of money off of it. And here, yeah. we're just like, you know, at least doesn't seem like in Washington, but I think we have at least some moral compass guiding our debate and decision. But there, it's just like we don't really need ethics. We'll just make the decision and move forward with it and whatever happens happens but just get it done and get it to my desk now we can we can we can excuse me uh we could you know increase productivity by introducing child labor into the workforce do it get that written into law now that's uh who would have thought that that would uh, increase the means of production yeah. for China? Yeah. So I don't know. It's just on one hand, it it is it damages the people, I think. But then on paper, you have a lot of progress in certain aspects of government, the economy, things like that. So. Yeah, that brings up an interesting argument, actually. Uh, On one side, you do have that morality in the United States, which, like you said, the United States certainly isn't perfect, but there is is a sense of checks and balances, and at least you get to hear the other argument, but in China, you don't. So ultimately, and you mentioned this already as well, that you're going to have a much speedier process to get things done. And I think like just the, the thing that comes to my mind is like genetic engineering, that happened in China already with with a human being, uh, and the whole scientific community just went up in arms. I mean, they were absolutely going crazy over it. So, 
if and China was like, oh, we, you know, that that was a bad thing to do. But like in all reality, in like five years or ten years, it'd be like, whoops, we did it again, and we did <laughs> yeah. it again, and you know, there's nothing you can really do about it. So like, when it comes down to a competition between the United States and China, China is completely free to do whatever they want in terms of like a government sense. But the United States, although it's more moralistic, it does feel like it's slightly constrained by its own morals, yeah. its own moral compass. So is China going to catch up and maybe surpass the United States in particular technological outcomes uh, or biology or just anything? Yeah, everything. especially with like uh, CRISPR just, and genetic modification. Yeah. I mean, they're just like, <laughs> pull the trigger on it. Like, let's see what happens here. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> why not give it a shot <laughs> sooner than later china will have a clone army so we have that to look forward yeah. to. yeah or just like a just <laughs> they can just the rich people just create designer babies you know you want your baby with blonde hair like all right coming right up yeah that's fine yeah it's nuts they'll all be 10 feet yeah. tall and <laughs> All right, we're going to dominate the NBA. We're about to dominate the NBA. (laughs) We'll start with that. We'll start with something small just to let everybody know. And then slowly, military. No. (laughs) No, no. Hold on now. You start taking away these uh, NBA Ws from from, uh, the United States, and we might uh, go ahead and make that genetic modification legal here you know that might spark a it might spark a a genetic i mean i feel that's a new movie coming that's a new rocky potentially (laughs) (laughs) it's a 95 year old sylvester stallone versus a 20 year old chinese clone who's gonna win i don't know i don't know can't wait to see that training montage though oh god yeah i mean yeah i could totally see that movie being made oh yeah that wouldn't surprise me either um i'm just trying to look for this list that i got of what? recently well ro- when you said rocky well i guess i said it um <laughs> um I saw a list recently of the top 10 Christmas movies of all time. I think Barstool <laughs> put it out and they had Rocky. Die Hard was number one. Well, they, well, Die Hard was up there. I'm just trying to figure out what the list was. Um, hey, Nick, is Die Hard a, a Christmas movie? Oh, yeah, certainly is. <laughs> Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It's an action Christmas movie, but it is a Christmas movie. <laughs> Well, um, I cannot for the life of me find this thing and it's really, okay, I found it. Um, they had Rocky four on the list as number eight. And I was like, I never once watched Rocky four and was like, I can't wait to watch this Christmas movie. Or just ever thought of it as a Christmas movie. I mean, I'll allow it to be in there because, I mean, what a wonderful movie. But um, it, the number one movie, and I don't know if I've either, either of you seen this list. 
no. Yeah, so uh, I have I have come, come across in. this list, and okay. my big qualm with it is I believe that there is Home Alone one listed. Well, let me on let me list them and, all at one to ten real quick, yeah. and then we'll get your take on the Home Alone situation because that is very, <laughs> yeah, that's that got me riled up as well. Number one, Elf. Okay. Yeah. Number two. <laughs> Christmas Vacation, <laughs> National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation with the great Chevy Chase. Number three, A Christmas Story. Number four, Die Hard. Number five, Home Alone 1. Number six, Home Alone 3. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What? On number seven, The Santa Claus 2. Number eight, Rocky Four. Number nine, Bad Santa. And number 10, Jingle All the Way, which we've seen in French probably 40 times. Yeah. <laughs> but Nick, go ahead with your take on uh, Home Alone. I mean, I am flabbergasted at the fact that they completely skipped Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. <laughs> that is a staple of Christmas movies. And... For the life of me, I couldn't even tell you what the plot of Home Alone Didn't 3 watch is, it. and somehow it makes the <laughs> list. I thought I think I saw it once as a kid because I was just like, oh, yeah, I knew Home Alone. That's cool. <laughs> and just never spoke of it again until now, until <laughs> right now. It completely exited it, your it memory did, because it was just nice. garbage. should never have even been made. And the fact that it makes a list of the top 10 ever. It's just uh what would, when you think about Christmas movies, what would you I mean there's some like your, old uh, movies like in I the, know, that's like what I'm thinking, the 40s. Right? What's it, what are what are those movies? Um <laughs> <laughs> The March of the Wooden Soldier. No, it's a really famous one where he like it's in black and white. Um Casablanca. Nope. It's around that time. <laughs> no. Um a miracle on uh, okay, on that's Ford's one as well. That I'll throw that in for yeah. Home Alone three. I've never even seen it, but <laughs> um, I've never even seen it. But fuck it, yeah, just throw it in there. God, the, people are gonna roast us on this, but there's just one that I don't give a yeah. damn. <laughs> White Christmas, no, that, I think that's actually probably a racist movie. Um, <laughs> I don't know. There's one. It may come to us, but it's very famous Christmas movie. Um, the Grinch that stole Christmas. Oh, I, I would, know. The, the I would Grinch. Totally throw that in the yeah, top how the Grinch stole Christmas. Yeah, I mean, you could throw the cartoon. I mean, the you could throw the. Express. You could throw the cartoon and the Jim Carrey version. E- oh, either yeah. one, I don't Absolutely. care. Over Home Alone three. Yeah. Bad Santa, I love. Um, Jingle all the way. That's great. Yeah. But uh, they put a little asterisk at the bottom, and they said, <laughs> it just says, Home Alone 2, Pigeon Lady, can pound sand. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a guy who had a vendetta oh. against that woman, the Pigeon Lady, which I get. You didn't have to have the Pigeon Lady in there, but I mean, still, I must have watched that movie as a kid. So many times. What's driving that guy's hatred for the pigeon lady? What did she do to him? <laughs> I don't know. He might have been touched by a pigeon as a child. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a Christmas Carol. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, Muppets Christmas. That's another one. (laughs) Muppets Christmas Carol. That's another take on Christmas Carol. Scrooge. Yeah, Yeah, there's that's that's in there. Yeah, do you guys? There's the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer movie with uh, the elf that wants to be a dentist. Exactly the cart, the old fifties like claymation thing. Yeah. Heatmeister, Yukon Cornelius. Do you guys consider the Nightmare Before Christmas a Christmas movie? I think you, you could use it as both Halloween or Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very versatile. Yeah. That's when I try to watch every Halloween anyway. Yeah, for sure. It's great. I love all those claymation. Um, claymation films. Yeah. Like Wallace and Gromit, all those movies, <laughs> and um, just so insane the the process and how long it takes to just shoot one scene of that of that movie. You know, hey Kyle, are you talking about It's a Wonderful Life? That's the one. Nineteen. That is it. Yep. Twenty six. Not just look it up. No, nineteen forty. <laughs> I was like, good lord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of people's favorites. A lot of old people, but still favorite. Oh, yeah. A lot of boomers. (laughs) Okay, boomer. I just recently found out what that was. I guess it was um, from that Australian girl in their parliament or whatever. She was talking about something, and this old guy was like trying to shut her down. She's like, I'm uh-huh. talking, I'm talking now. It's my time to talk. And he kept saying stuff and he's like, she's like, okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> but then it's like a baby boomer, I guess. Yeah, right. So, My dad sent me a meme. Uh, it's of Yoda talking to baby Yoda. <laughs> Yoda says, do or do not, there is no try. And then baby Yoda says, boomer, okay. <laughs> And then Yoda says, listen to her, you little shit. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I, I watched another episode of Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. And? Still good? No. Oh, God. I did not okay. like it. Oh, that's too bad. This most recent no, one? not the most. I think I watched the... So he gets off the planet. He steals Baby Yoda back. He gets off the planet in his spaceship and goes to the other <laughs> the, uh, abandoned, the abandoned pl- no name yeah. planet. <laughs> and I watched it with someone, and he referred to the the, the people that he met as <laughs> the mud people. <laughs> <laughs> but it's basically like a it's like a different planet, and it's. Uh, I guess like a tribe of like kind of how native Americans (laughs) would live. Um, And it's all like feudal system type, but, but yet there's people on that planet with blasters and things like that. Um, Uh, The one where he trains them. Yeah. Yeah. I just, that was just insanely unbelievable to me, all that stuff. In a matter of nights, he's really, really wild to fight a war. Yeah, they were reaching very hard. I don't know why they. I was on board until that episode. I mean, I had a great time watching it and roasting it. Um, 
but it was just kind of disappointing. But I think it was another director than the previous ones that they had used. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. But I haven't seen the one after that. Yeah. There's, a, I think, maybe two uh, following that one that I really did enjoy. Okay. I've, uh, I, I, I get where you're coming from with that episode. It is a bit unbelievable, yeah. you know, for a, a science fiction space epic to uh, have a montage of people training overnight with sticks, by the way, war. with, with still, sticks. Yeah. Yes. With sticks against <laughs> laser beam blasters. And dog people. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were fighting against dog, literally people, but they had the face of a dog. I had to rewind yeah. it and pause it. <laughs> I couldn't believe this whole episode. It just blew my mind. But, uh, but overall the next couple episodes are, uh, are pretty cool and like aesthetically pleasing. Got, you know, a really cool look to them. Right. Uh, which I really enjoy about that series. Well, do you know how long those things are supposed to run? Like the length of the episode or well, no, how like long? The, the... The, like, is it supposed to be just a one-off season and just be done? Or is it supposed to be like several seasons kind of going forward? You know, I'm I'm not necessarily sure. I'm, I'm sure it's probably like any other kind of television series where, you know, you have your pilot season and see what the feedback is on, you know, views and engagement from people watching it and then they'll determine the whether or not you get a follow-up season yeah i guess there's always concern though when it comes to something that big like star wars if if they end up you know dragging it on for too long kind of like you you kind of want to walk out at the same time that you're kind of at the peak like you can think of particular shows like friends or uh, seinfeld that just kind of drop the mic and everybody still want like loved them and wanted to to continue watching, but like something as big as Star Wars, I mean that overshadows everything. So I, I wonder if uh, if they end up going into like you know like season seven or something of Mandalorian, you're like, okay, I mean you guys are really starting <laughs> to stretch it now. Yeah, <laughs> like you guys are starting to really just stretch it and shake this thing down for every dime you can get out of yeah. it kind of thing. I get that. Yeah. Dog people. How about fish? People? <laughs> yeah. Go. <laughs> God. Yeah. That episode was so wild. I just I can't get over it. He meets some woman like in five seconds, he's never taken his helmet off in his life. Like he's not supposed to. And, Nearly she gets him to take his helmet off. It's just so <laughs> unreal. But anyway. Well, whamming, you know. I don't know. He fell pretty hard, the, I guess, that five seconds he knew her. <laughs> yeah. You know, he was like, well, I could see straight into this woman's soul. And, and she's the yeah. one. This is it. Yeah. I'm I'm settling down on Mud Planet with Mud Lady. <laughs> <laughs> And raising my baby Yoda. It was just crazy like how he set Yoda down and he's like, all right, come on. <laughs> and it's like, he's keeping up with this guy. Yeah. Like just at a normal pace, Yoda literally could walk two inches, you know, a second. And this guy's just yeah. taking massive human steps. Right. And, uh, 
I don't know. It's just weird. He's like right on his heels. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, let's everybody uh, consider that stuff. No, no, that's fine. I'm definitely, <laughs> that's fun. I'm definitely more critical than I think the average person watching that, but <laughs> the, the dog people <laughs> on Mud Planet. Yeah. What's everybody getting for uh, from old St. Nick? Well, I uh, I asked for a shark steam mop. Oh, he's an adult. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> pretty exciting stuff. Uh, fingers crossed that <laughs> Santa Claus brings that. Pulls through. Uh, yeah, what does know? that entail? Uh, you know, it's similar to a, a Swiffer. Mm. But uh, but instead of you know just the Swiffer like juice paper towel that you put on there, it has a cloth and then it just blasts steam out and uh, you know sanitizes with steam. I don't know the science behind it, but I know that I want that because I want <laughs> well, to have my entire floor steamed. Oh well, man, and sanitized. Don't, uh... <laughs> Don't have too much fun with that thing when you get it. <laughs> oh man, that's a whole nother. Also, I will tell you yeah, this: it it's, there it's was. Uh, go go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. We were just commenting on how real life that that <laughs> that gift is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. That is how you know you're getting yeah. old. Um, another gift that I have asked for is. Um, I've been coming across these Instagram ads, mm. and it's for uh, a conspiracy theory on which I don't. I don't believe. I don't, <laughs> you know, adhere to this conspiracy theory. But I just you just want to check it out. Incredibly you check it out. hilarious. <laughs> well, re- do a little research on this, Nick. The but next guys, you this, won't believe what I heard. so the conspiracy theory you know this this ad is these people selling t-shirts that uh are actually really like well-designed t-shirts but and they look really good and i want one so bad i've been talking about it non-stop but it is uh that birds aren't real Uh, (laughs) and the specific shirt that i would really love to have is just a picture of a, a pigeon and underneath of it, it just says, I am a lie <laughs> with with a lie underlined. And I just, I think that is hysterical. And I would love to wear that about town and uh, have a conversation <laughs> sparked on that and see where it leads me. Is there really a group of people who think birds aren't real? Oh, yeah. That, I mean, I, I got to imagine that there is a, a group of people in this world that think birds are a, a tool of the government used to monitor <laughs> our, our everyday interactions. That and, is interesting uh, because today um, I was sitting in my living room and I've got a, a fireplace and I, I heard as clear as day a bird chirp coming like so loud in that room and i was like is that my phone going off and no, <laughs> no was that just, was I know, and now I, yeah it makes sense <laughs> i guess a bird had flown no, up but- to the top and was just yelling profanities at me <laughs> but uh, uh but go on what are- 
But yeah, I mean, truthfully, that's that's the end of that story. Is I find that incredibly funny and interesting, and I I just desperately want one of those shirts. So any of you listeners out there, if you want to get that for yeah. Christmas to ensure I receive a a wonderful bird shirt, go ahead and you know do your research, find one of those shirts, and send it our way. Ten easy payments of nine ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what about you, Kyle? But again, I do not subscribe to the belief that birds aren't real. I believe birds are are are, are real creatures. Um, I'll probably get a cool jacket. Um, oh man, I'm totally blanking. Um, I think I'm gonna get some Percocet because I'll have a a sir. <laughs> I'll be uh, posted up post surgery. Um, when is your surgery? It is Christmas Eve. It's a Christmas miracle. Good gracious! Yeah. Fuck that! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Good gracious! I know. Yeah, maybe Santa will pay for your medical. Bills. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I might get a nice pillow. Um, Dude, these are really <laughs> these are really adult yeah. <laughs> and depressing gifts. I mean, probably uh, <laughs> about a good uh... <laughs> a, oh, a new uh, cooking pan, <laughs> a new cutlery set. Um, Maybe I'll get a, a walker yeah. or uh, a, a nice tie. I've had my eye on a couple of. <laughs> Pairs of dress socks, hopefully, if all if all goes well. Uh, underwear, maybe some uh, white undershirts. Um. Some nice pleated slacks. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> A computer bag, hopefully. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Functional. Yes. Yeah. And stylish. A nice pen, maybe. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll have a lot of fun with that. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Nick, what about you? Uh, what are you asking for? You know, I don't <laughs> <laughs> uh I I think I think the only thing that I would want, which isn't all that adult, is uh is just a punching bag. Oh <laughs> nice. I need, I need, oh, I need okay. a punching bag. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> wanna, now, is it one of the one of the like hanging from the ceiling like yeah heavy yeah, duty yeah, yeah. legit yeah, one, one of the heavier ones yeah exactly yeah heavy bag so i remember one christmas that um i did get like one of those you like fake punching bags where they're kind of like just like a balloon attached oh, to a yeah, microphone yeah. stand or whatever and you just punch them they bob up and down type thing and that was a glorious christmas <laughs> i mean <laughs> you just kept popping back up you had to rock him again you just gotta keep blasting that that clown and <laughs> just show him who's boss so that was uh i was a i was an aggressive and chubby child so that was uh <laughs> two ways my parents could get me exercise and let me release my aggression there you go <laughs> punching a clown sure yeah i actually I actually went to a boxing class once mm-hmm. and i had a lot of fun um yeah you definitely get winded out really quickly 
Good gracious. Incredibly yes. quickly. Oh, yeah. But uh, they said I was a natural, but I just don't want to go down that road because <laughs> um, of head. I know about head trauma. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not that I would get hit in the head, but other people. No, no. Yeah. You just don't want to do that to other people. No. Yeah. You don't want to be responsible for someone's no, CTE. No. You know, because my hands are certified weapons. Could have won the Golden Globe. Register those. Um, no, but I did have a good time, and I highly recommend it to anybody trying to take some aggression out, sweat a little bit, get in shape, improve your form, learn how to defend yourself against. (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's no laughing matter, Nick. This is a PSA. Folks, please get out there and (laughs) learn how to defend yourselves against attackers. Uh, What's the best method to protect yourself from an intruder or a a guy, a mugger coming around? (laughs) Coming around, say you're shopping for Christmas presents and a mugger comes around a corner. Give me those gifts, Nick. What are you going to do? You don't uh, box. I've always subscribed to uh, the Bobby Hill uh, <laughs> method of self-defense, and that is just scream, that's not your purse, <laughs> and just <laughs> blast blast the attacker in the nuts. And that, that's gotten me this far in life. I think I'll continue. All right. The problem with that is it seems that the attacker is a man. I... I subscribe to the idea of using <laughs> radiation poisoning. Oh, how would you and go about oh, that? You know, I just carry it with me. Oh. I've been feeling kind of bad <laughs> <Okay>. recently. <laughs> I've been meaning to tell you, uh, you have a huge hunchback right now. <laughs> I know you've been working out more, but uh, it didn't seem natural. <laughs> I did see a, a nose sprouting from a, from that growth, uh, so you might want to get that checked out. I'll use it one speaking day. Speaking of, <laughs> just didn't. Speaking of radiation poisoning, I just want to get this in there. I had an interesting dream the other night where I woke up in a panic and uh, shouted to to my girlfriend that was you know next to me, and I said. Mike Pence gave me radiation poisoning. (laughs) And in this dream, uh, I was, you know, it was clear that I was in a hotel room. With Mike Pence? With 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 Mike Pence and Donald Trump outside of the door conspiring oh and uh, I could hear it I could hear all of this going on and, and I was certain they were going to try and get in and sure enough they got in <laughs> and sh- pew, sh- get shot and immediately felt the the effects of radiation poisoning coursing through my veins which shook me alert and awake in real life and (laughs) it was a jarring a jarring experience of a dream for sure wow that's something they would do though oh i'm certain it is (laughs) i'm certain they've given somebody radiation poisoning before yep 
<sighs> Sorry to de- derail the conversation with that. No, that actually got me thinking. Like, hey, do you did you guys dream a lot more? Oh, that's not to say that we don't dream, but do you do you guys remember your dreams better? Like, let me rephrase that. Do you guys did you guys remember your dreams better before, like five, ten, fifteen years ago, compared to now? Uh, I think so, personally, like, definitely, and I don't know if it's just, like, my memory, de- like, just going downhill or not, but I think in the past, I-, I could wake up and remember a specific dream that I had in much better detail than, you know, waking up now, I'll, I'll you know, be able to think on it, go back to sleep, and then it's gone, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think when you're a kid, you you tend to hang on to any sort of exciting memory or dream or anything that happened a lot longer than maybe you do as an adult, and they might take on a different meaning or connotation in the eyes of a youth rather than an adult. So you want to hold on to that a little bit more. And I definitely, yeah, I think I I would agree. Um, cause I used to sleepwalk a little bit apparently as a kid too. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Not a lot, but I don't, I haven't since, you know, a long time. And yeah, I did. Apparently one time I just came out and started doing karate moves <laughs> or I would just stand there just like at the edge of the bed and just like <laughs> scare the shit out of people, uh, out of my <laughs> parents. Um, but yeah, and uh, I don't think I do that anymore. I've, we've sort of lost that ability as an adult <laughs> to yeah. scare the shit out of people. <laughs> Jesus, I know. Could you imagine being a parent and having like your, you know, eight, nine, ten year old just just standing there, standing over and you're you, like, hey, hey, I'm just like <laughs> just staring. <laughs> Oh, I'd pick up my phone and immediately call Father John or something and call for an exorcism. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Be gone, demon. (laughs) The power of Christ compels you. I need a new priest and an old priest. (laughs) Got a new priest, need an old priest. Isn't that a rap song? Uh, I'm pretty sure that's a future track. Talented man. <laughs> I better not be sarcasm. I detect. <laughs> you, you can put away your detector. I'll tell you straight up. It absolutely is. <laughs> Nick, what's a what's a good future line that will change this man's mind? Oh man, really putting me on the spot. I mean, I just or a good rap, so a good many. modern rap lyric. Just- <laughs> uh, the one that comes to mind uh, right now is, uh, you know, leaning on them squares. Now, that's a fucking rhombus. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a famed Chance the Rapper line oh, for you. So, oh, God, that's good. That, that, now, if that doesn't change your thought <laughs> on rap as a whole, then I don't know what will. Yeah. I don't either. I love the Instagram page or like 
when people post like, you know how there's posters and offices of like a sunset and then there's a quote, like, you know, an inspirational quote. It'll be that same like amazing backdrop, but then it'll be like a rap lyric. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. Teamwork. People do like those Insert motivation, motivational uh, posts. It's, it's almost like candy or like a vitamin that they have to take every day just to get up out of bed. Yeah. My thing is like, who was the the salesman in charge of like getting those those like motivational posters distributed because they are in every <laughs> office environment. Still. That guy, that guy, it's still yeah. I mean, they've been around for years and not now, one person and... has like been frustrated like god i don't know how we're gonna make this <laughs> deadline like what can we do and then they just like briefly glance up <laughs> at the poster, and they're like we've got it we're gonna do this we're gonna be all right <laughs> you know what it's gonna these, be fine these q3 goals yes. but i found a few of these um it's just like a beautiful picture of like a Hawaiian beach sunset. <laughs> Bikinis, zucchinis, martinis, no weenies. <laughs> Snoop Dogg. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, thank you, Snoop Dogg, for that, for that beautiful inspiration. Oh, God. There's one of the mountains, like a beautiful picture of the Rockies. I like the way you look in them pants, Chingy. <laughs> <laughs> she said she on her period. I said, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? What is this? That's a little Wayne lyric. <laughs> Spot on. I mean, if there's... No ref, like frame of reference for knowing who Little Wayne is. That's all you need to know about that man is that he thinks menstruation is yucky. Wow. I used to have all these, like I'm looking at my phone, I'm trying to find all these like inspirational quotes. I used to save a few of them because find some of them absolutely hilarious i can't find any though unfortunately yeah some are just like they'll just make you mad if someone says it to you or like you just see it when you're going through a hard time it's just like really that's what i have to do just get back on the bike that's just, all. Just get back on. Just the bike. when you fall off, get right back on. Okay, that's all I got to do. You know, try, try, and try again. <laughs> oh, that's it. That, that's all I got to do. Words of wisdom. Yep. Nick, what? Uh, what do you think of that scotch you've got? Well, it's uh it's non-existent anymore. I have uh I've finished it at this point, but it is really good. As I mentioned to you earlier, it does uh remind me a bit of like Shivas, mm. uh which I really enjoy, but it 
it was good and it did the trick, you know, loosened me right up for the, uh, for the, you know, first ever podcast experience. So, um, definitely, definitely enjoyable. What, what was it again? What was the name of it? Bruchlade. Um, and it's, uh, Scotch whiskey from the island of Isla, which is off the coast of the Scottish Highlands. And there's a lot of different distilleries on that small island. And they're known for having like exceptional peat moss that grows like on that island and a specific type of malt. Um, that is just gives it a unique flavor. Um, but this, that scotch whiskey doesn't have any peat in it, but it's basically, they burn, um, this peat moss and that smoke rises into the, um, barley. So it imparts that really smoky peaty flavor into the final product. And that's what, is something like some are just overwhelming. Like when you smell them, it's just, it's tough to drink, but it's something you just build a, not tolerance to, but a affinity for it are mm-hmm. scotches high in, in peat. Um, but this one is not cause I don't really care for those, but maybe when I'm an adult, I will. Yeah, it was, uh, definitely very drinkable. Uh, yeah, really a smooth kind of caramelly finish. Yeah. <clears throat> but when, uh, when you said Shivas, which is another Scotch whiskey, um, that reminded me of Hunter S. Thompson's day in the life, his schedule, which maybe I've read this before on the podcast, but it's so amazing. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> Well, Hunter S. Thompson, I don't know if you guys are familiar with who that was. No. Um, yeah, no. So he was a journalist and author in from like the 60s onward into, I guess, the early 2000s when he died. But he he did a lot of like journalism on certain campaign trails um, like covered the Nixon stuff and he wrote fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Oh yeah. Um, and he was just had a completely new and original style of journalism. Um, and he was very talented writer, but very like sort of flamboyant and not afraid to speak his mind. Like he did a, a huge article or book on the hell's angels. Cause he lived with them for like a year. Um, but he would also live like pretty, a crazy lifestyle. And this became his schedule. Um, his working process. And it was his daily routine. Um, 3 PM wake up. 305 Shivas with the morning papers and a Dunhill cigarette. <laughs> 345 cocaine. 
350, another glass of Chivas and a Dunhill cigarette. Four, let's see, 405, first cup of coffee, cigarette. 415, cocaine. 416, <laughs> orange juice, cigarette. 430, cocaine. 454, cocaine. 505, cocaine. 511, coffee, cigarettes. 5.30, more ice in the Chivas. 5.45, cocaine. 6 p.m., weed to take the edge off. 7.05, Woody Creek Tavern for lunch. <laughs> Heineken, two margaritas, two cheeseburgers, two orders of fries, a plate of tomatoes, coleslaw, a taco salad, a double order of onion rings, carrot cake, ice cream, bean fritter, Cigarettes, another Heineken, cocaine, and for the ride home, a snow cone. Uh, <laughs> AKA a glass of shredded ice over which a p- three or four jiggers of Chivas is poured. Um, so Chivas snow cone. Uh, nine, <laughs> 9 p.m. That's, that's for the ride home. 9 p.m. cocaine. 10 p.m. drops acid. 11 p.m. <laughs> chartreuse, cocaine, weed. 11:30, cocaine. Midnight. <laughs> Hunter is ready to write. Um, 12, 12:05 to 6 a.m. Chartreuse, cocaine, weed, Shivas, coffee, Heineken, clove, cigarettes, grapefruit, Dunhills, orange juice, gin. 6 a.m. in the hot tub. Champagne, Dove Bars, Fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> 8 a.m., Sleeping Pill. 8.20, Sleep. And uh, that is his process. <laughs> Hunter S. Thompson. Hunter S. Thompson. There's a really amazing documentary about him. Um, oh, my God. That I highly recommend because he's just – a one of a kind figure. Like he, he had this ranch out in Colorado and like all these celebrities would come out and try to like, I don't know, just hang out with him. Like John, he, him and Johnny Depp were huge friends and Johnny Depp like has a, is that the reason that's why he like did. Writing? Well, that's why Johnny Depp did fear and loathing in Las Vegas, the gotcha. movie. Um, gotcha it's basically a caricature of Hunter S Thompson, his character. Um, he said the first time he met him, he was like supposed to meet him at a bar. Um, I think it was that Woody Creek Tavern bar because they were going to talk about fear and loathing and he wanted to make it a movie. And he was like, is Hunter here? And like, I'm supposed to meet him. And they're like, oh, he'll be here eventually, I guess. And, um, <laughs> Next thing he knows, the door just gets blasted open. Like the door gets kicked open, and this this crazy dude with uh like tiny shorts on, no shirt, a cattle prod, and he's just <laughs> blazing through there with a cattle prod, and he's like trying to zap everybody in the in the bar. And he's like, "That's when I knew I was in for a strange journey with this guy." And uh, yeah, it's he's a he's a pretty incredible figure in American history, honestly. So if you haven't checked him out, do it. I love how. He- and what's the name of the uh, documentary on him? That is a good question. 
I love how uh, during when when he's going through like the cocaine and all that stuff and Shiva and whatnot, he uh, he throws in coffee. Like, why the fuck would you want? <laughs> why the fuck would you need coffee when you're <laughs> taking cocaine? And I love that last segment where he just throws in a grapefruit just for the. <laughs> just for <that> <laughs> I didn't get my vitamin C for the day. Oh, I need a, yeah. a nice grapefruit. Yeah. To, to even me yeah. out. Grass to take the edge off. Um, <laughs> Gonzo, the life and work of Dr. Hunter S. Thompson. Man. He's a doctor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gonzo will uh, definitely be added to the watch list. Yes. I mean, can you paint a picture of what what Hunter S. Thompson looks like? Because I cannot put like a like a face to the name, um, but from that that itinerary of his day to day, I gotta imagine he's either <laughs> real thin or four hundred pounds. <laughs> I can't tell which is winning the he two actually, cheeseburgers. He looked like he had an av- average build, like just maybe slightly taller than average white guy, bald. Um, would always wear like that hat that Johnny Depp wears in Fear and Loathing, um, like a bucket hat or like yeah. a poker dealer hat, and always had a cigarette with like a filter on the end of it, like a wooden filter. Um, just a lunatic wild man, basically. <laughs> I mean, when he when he died, um, he asked Johnny Depp to. Um, build this massive monument on his property. And he had like a, his symbol was like a fist with a peyote in the middle of it. <laughs> and his ashes were put in that very top of it. And like at midnight, they just blew it up. <laughs> he said it was like, it cost me $3 million to do that. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. There's some real characters out there. Him, uh, yeah, Dan Bilzerian. That's another oh, yeah. character. I mean, but that's the same kind of guy, like guy who just does like cocaine and does all kinds of just crazy stuff. Yeah, just pushed his body to the limit, yeah. basically. But he, yeah. but Hunter Thompson, like you could tell, like in his old age, like <laughs> he would be like in interviews and. People would just be talking, and he would be like, ah! <laughs> like look, looking under the, like behind him, like get out of here, like, and there's like nothing there <laughs> because the drugs had taken a toll. They had taken yeah. a toll, and he was like, toward the end, he was like, man, I lived way longer than I wanted to or should have lived. Yeah. And he was just miserable, I guess, because he was just, I don't know. I think he he died pretty old, but it was uh, self-inflicted, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. That was going to be my next question was, you know, how did he go? But you answered it for me. Yeah. Yeah, because I couldn't imagine with a man living that lifestyle style, he he died happy of old age in his bed. You know, yeah, he was gonna go out. You know, I don't know. 
I mean, that's a choice you make for sure. Like oh, you, yeah. you are either yeah. the person that's like, I, you know, I'm going to have fun in life and enjoy it and take the opportunities that come. And then you have the people that are like, exactly like you described, Kyle, just blasting down the door, yeah. and just, just making things happen, just wanting to get arrested, wanting to yeah. just experience everything to the maximum. Yeah, and he definitely did. Just didn't have anything left at the end. No. Which, like, experiencing everything to the maximum makes me kind of think for, like, a guy in his situation where he's, you know, that blasted on, you know, all sorts of drugs and alcohol is how much of it was, like, a real experience, you know? Like, how much of it was uh, the true experience that he remembered or uh kind of would like stick with him being yeah. like that inebriated or you know uh oh yeah i don't the, uh, he's like just out of it the whole time yeah and he was famous for on his property just all the at all potentially hours of the day and night going out with machine guns and explosives and just lighting the place up <laughs> <laughs> Just went all out. Yeah, can't imagine. You have to have a certain level of freedom for that, like mental freedom, but also I imagine financial freedom too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was like a contributor to Rolling Stone for a long time, and he definitely had work, but it was basically like you're going to get it when you get it. But it was always good. It's just like he had a process and people learned to, to deal with <laughs> you it. You don't say, <laughs> oh, geez, he had a process. <laughs> not typically your average process, but. No, no, definitely not. I mean, that that literally could be turned into like a marathon of like, a person's will to try and like relive his just one day every yeah. day routine just one day like I mean one day like people would like somebody would 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 just drop dead trying to replicate his daily routine oh without a doubt i mean that is it, it's pure in, insanity to do that but just oh like the the just from you know the listing that that you gave us of just his work in general i mean it's incredibly impressive and and you know made him crazily successful i mean yeah it's impressive and i don't know if you've seen like he, he so this guy this artist was set to do like one of his you know, a cover of one of his books or something. It's in the documentary, but he came over to him to meet Hunter and basically Hunter changed his life forever because he was like, take this. Like immediately <laughs> as he like walked <laughs> in, he's like, take this, drink this. And like, hurry up. Like they're coming. Like, <laughs> and he's like, what's going on? And before he knew it, he was like just deep in acid, mescaline, cocaine. And, uh, during that time, his art style changed 
completely. And now all he does is this particular, really unique and cool style of art that I'm sure you've seen before because he's done art for a lot of different people since. And he actually does all the art for um, Flying Dog Brewery. Oh, yeah. So if you see like, and they're out of Maryland actually, or yeah, they're out of, I don't know if it's Baltimore, but I think it is. So there's plenty of Flying Dog where you are now. Um, But if you ever see a label, like happen to go down the beer aisle, yeah. and see a flying dog. I mean, you know that like stands out from anything else. It's just like a really cool um, style of art that that guy developed with Hunter uh, Thompson, and they were like lifelong friends after that. So a lot of crazy stuff was inspired by that guy. Yeah. Do you think the artist has to... Uh like experiment with the particular combination that Hunter S like gave him or rushed him into taking to like, no, he's like kind of nailed it now. Zone. No, oh, I don't yeah. think so. Cause he just, it kind of was like an aha moment for him where he was like, wow, mm-hmm. I'm definitely now like, this is my style and it's something that's super unique and I'm just going to embrace it. And I don't care anymore about trying to be what everybody wants me to be. And that was like the biggest moment that he gave him kind of, and it, it has worked tremendously well. Which by the way, Frederick, Maryland is where flying dog is located. Nick, are you close to Frederick, Maryland? I have no clue, Nick. (laughs) i just stick to baltimore you know increase my chance of getting shot (laughs) best option really yeah no but i mean obviously i guess i'm pretty far south and in maryland so i don't know where frederick is yeah well Well, any yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, now that we've discussed Frederick, I don't know Which if there's was anything else. The to- number one thing that we actually want to discuss this entire hour and thirty-seven minutes. Oh, uh, Nick, anything else you want to say? Either one of you. Um, you know, I'll just say that you know I really appreciate you guys having me on, and uh, it's been really fun just conversing with you guys and uh it's been a really cool experience i've enjoyed it and i hope you know you guys have too i can say that i did yes i certainly have as well (laughs) yeah it was fun uh we'll we'll have to have you on the on the podcast again for sure definitely i'd be happy to to come back whenever cool right on well folks you're listening to this an hour and 38 minutes in uh we applaud you yeah we applaud you thank you for for (laughs) we'll have to edit some of it out we'll 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 trim some of the fat (laughs) nah (laughs) nah you have a lot of faith in our editing process (laughs) uh and uh, we hope you had a fun time and we'll catch you in the next one all right see you later Do I press stop? Yeah. (laughs) You do.
Okay. And that's it. All right.